I'm putting on my socks. Maybe we should do a whole show about socks. Okay. That's a good topic. Wait, is this working now? So, yeah. Oh, there. Ready? I have a joke. Do you want to hear a joke? Welcome to One Topic, where we stick to one topic. My name is Autumn Fisher. My name is Greg Russ. What's should, should I let people finish? Should I let... I can't speak. I'm like that woman you had me listen to who had the... <laughs> The aneurysm. The aneurysm she had on the newscast. You still have that thing pulled up? I do. What did they say it was? It was a migraine. It was a migraine aura. Rasson is live at the Staples Center with highlights and backstage coverage we're seeing for the very first time. Serene. Well, a very, very heavy, uh, heavy divertation tonight. We had a very Darrison bite. Let's go ahead, Terrace in those for the bit. They have the pit. That's how I started the show. That was that was a tet. That was my start to the show today. Are you having a migraine aura? Yes, that's that's what I'm going to tell everyone. It wasn't okay. me getting nervous and freaking out or anything like that. It was a migraine aura. <laughs> Usually they're visual auras, but this was mm. a migraine aura. Was she sitting there? Was she standing there, ready to do her newscasting or whatever with a migraine? Or is it something that happens before a migraine comes? I have no clue. I've, never, I've only uh, had one migraine, I think, in my life. I wasn't even familiar with that clip until until you played oh. it for me. There's too much to track. There's a lot to track on the internet. I was going to say, though, to start the show, what I was trying to say was, should I let you finish your joke for the audience? I don't really, sure. I don't really care myself to hear the punchline because it really puts the pressure on me. At that point, you, you say a joke. I feel pressured to laugh. Also makes you feel bad. We have a whole show to do, but maybe the audience wants to hear the joke. I could mute my set. Well, yeah, I could mute my headphones. So I don't. What well, doesn't matter? I'm not. I mean, you don't have to laugh. Jokes that when you start, like, hey, you want to hear a joke? Typically, I mean, if you're a regular person and you're telling your friend a joke, you're not like waiting for them to die laughing. You're just like, hey, this is kind of a clever thing I heard. Let me repeat it to you. It's similar to, hey, look at this thing. Watch this. I love this. Yeah. This is the best thing I've ever seen in my life. It means no, 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 so no, much to me. Thing. It means so much to me. And then you watch it and you're like, I can't, if I don't react properly, you're going to dismiss your whole existence because well, you've, that's projection. You, you've no. If somebody says that this is the, the greatest thing I've ever seen, it is influenced the way I'm going to live my life moving forward. It makes me question every decision I've made leading up until this point. And then you watch it and you get nothing out of it. What, what, what is going to happen? Well, other, that's other. a huge responsibility to put on someone else. Exactly. That's why I shy away. Because people, right, but a joke eh, is not that. People who fancy themselves funny, if they don't get the laugh, you know, a lot of times when the value is placed in the joke and the humor, my mm. sense of humor, I'm a funny person. This is how I maneuver the world. By bringing smiles to people's faces. Like that's yeah. where your worth comes from. So what's uh what's the joke? I've got my I've got my busy signal ready. Uh, <laughs> well, this is a great way to start a joke. With this lead up, I'm gonna play the busy signal when it's done. What about the laughter? What about the laugh track? Do you have that? I think that one got deleted. Oh man, that's what I need. So all right, a, a Mexican magician said, "Okay, I'm gonna make myself disappear. Are you ready?" person says yes and he goes uno dos 
and then he disappeared without a trace. <laughs> Fucking hate you. <laughs> Why'd you wait so long? Because it was better that way. You're the worst. It was better. All right, I, let's let's talk about our topic. I don't like you appropriating another language like that for the laughter <sighs> at the expense of. I mean, Spanish is problematic because it has gender attached to it. We should rip it apart and reinvent the whole language. It offends me every time I hear somebody speak Spanish. La. Mm-hmm. La. L. L. Hey! That was for me. No, that was for me. No. They, were just, they just got it. No, no, no. They had to look up. They had to look it up. They're like, why do you say three again in Spanish? Is that the joke? And then they're like, oh, Trey. (laughs) This one's for you. (laughs) Again? Worst crickets in the world. Really bad crickets. This is a preset on this mixer I bought. Those are like animatronic <laughs> crickets. How hard is it to get cricket sounds? <laughs> that could be like baby birds. It could be. Play it behind like that morning song. It's like a classical song. <laughs> Play it three times the current speed and you'll learn the meaning of life. I've never heard of this trend. So Greg was saying, I don't know if you were recording. Stop the three times trend. Three times trend is something where they, you, they speed it up or slow it down three times. It's just something that's played and it says, holy shit. If you listen to this three times fast or, or, or slower, either one, it could be either okay. faster or slower. If you speed it up, you'll be blown away at the result. Well, you know how they do, you know, probably why they're doing that is so that you listen to it over and over. Yeah, of course. So you can try and get whatever they're trying to get you to get. <laughs> and then they just get a ton of views. They just rack them up. It's also set on repeat anyway. This is on Instagram. It tends to pop up where the well, video. all the things are on repeat on so, TikTok and on Instagram. Yes. Instagram is just. So is that an extra view from TikTok? Is that an extra view at that point? Because it just automatically goes into it again? Yes. Now that's shit. I think. That is absolute trash. I don't want to get into social media again because it comes up a lot on this show. But, but, let me say, it's trash. Okay. Okay, what do you got? About what? <laughs> what do you got about the, today's show, the topic, the misleading topic that you want to introduce because you really just want to talk about a man who got stuck in a cave and died? Well, I don't want to necessarily... That's- that's not why I want. I just mentioned that because it was part of what we could use as a topic, which was gravity. You said, let's talk about gravity. There's a guy who got stuck in a cave. Yeah, because that's what made me think of what's going on. I think you should talk about the 2013 film. Gravity. <laughs> 96% on the tomato meter. Is the, it really? What's the, the critic rating? That's the, that's the tomato meter. The audience scores 79%. Oh, the Sandra really Bullock, Sandra Bullock and George Clooney. <laughs> yeah. Great acting from George Clooney. They, that was good. Such acting. an actor. 
Have what you, has he ever been good in? Have you ever had to act in space? <laughs> no, I have not. It's very difficult. And you have to keep that charming demeanor while you're floating in space and zero gravity. You know, they Man, pushed, Sandra Bullock would have been dead 20 times in that movie. No, but it was... She takes a fucking... What is it? A, a fire extinguisher? And directs herself in space to get to some other little thing? That's What do you think the space shuttle did? It had little bursts of fire extinguisher. <laughs> That's what those bursts are? They're just fire extinguishers? Yes, it's it's the same thing. <laughs> You're missing the whole point of that movie. It's about oh, God. It's about finding it's about God. It's about, yeah, and that's part of it, finding God. Uh, Christianity, which it's not about. It's just about spirituality. But people hijacked it and said, see, Jesus is real. What? <laughs> I didn't know it had a Christian following. Oh, it's big, big in the Christian community. Really? Because of her journey. Because she's reborn onto onto Earth? She's reborn onto Earth and everything's been reframed and she trusts in a higher power and survival and belief or higher themes. power is herself. No. Because oh, like it's George you, Clooney. No, like you said doesn't he come back from the dead to like chat with her about something? And when she's hallucinating, when she's having yeah. uh, a migraine. An aura. Yeah. When she can't aura. when she can't speak properly. <laughs> It's a call of transportation. You have to give her some credit. Acting alone is a difficult thing to do. She's alone in most of that movie. I'm not talking about their act. I'm talking about I'm not talking about Sandra Bullock's acting. I'm talking about George Clooney and how he's never not George Clooney. And somehow he's this gigantic celebrity just because he's kind of handsome. He's not like the ha most handsome person I've ever seen in my life. I just don't understand his celebrity. And then that movie is stupid as fuck. Well, I think Rotten Tomatoes and the critics, they disagree. 96 They're all just like laughing and making little jokes and like listening to music while they're doing important space work. What do you, what do you think? People here. go up there and they're serious all the time, like Neil Armstrong. That guy was a freak. That's why he was like that. But the things change. I don't know anything about Neil Armstrong, really, except that he seems like a jerk. He wasn't. Uh, he had issues. He had problems. His daughter died very young and he was oh, never. He was never able to process that properly. He just bottled it all up. And I think, I think he had a secret death wish, but he wasn't, you know, some people when they're, they're in that spot and they don't know what they want or how to get to a place of happiness. And I use that term, you know, it's broad, but to get through something traumatic, sometimes they become really reckless and they, they start stealing and they use drugs and, Whatever. That's a path that some people take. He just did it uh, in a more socially acceptable way where he's like, I'm going to become <clears throat> like a productive an way. Yes. I'm going to become an astronaut. I'm just going to take this very seriously. It was like a, in a, one of the times when he was doing some test flight of the lunar lander mm -hmm. and it was turning sideways and about to crash and he ejected. And if he had taken another second before he ejected, he would have died. And after it was over, he was just in his office doing his work and people were like, oh, my God, Neil, he's like, no, it's just part of a day's work. So things evolve is hmm. the point. At first, you had okay. people you had people who took it very seriously, and then once it becomes a little more commonplace, you get the astronauts who go up and they have a good time. They joke. I'm sure they're joking when they're inside. They try and to have the work is done, or if like the the transition between jobs. But when you're out on a spacewalk, they're constantly communicating with the ground and with each other, and like explaining exactly what they're doing. 
I like They've the contrast. Tested it a billion times underwater in that big swimming pool. I like the contrast it paints because it's a very big thing, like you said, and very serious and very scary. Yet it's just lighthearted when it comes from George Clooney because that's the kind of guy he is. And maybe you have to have that kind of mentality to do that because if you're overthinking it, bad things are going to happen. But if you're there just cracking little quips yeah. <laughs> and making references to pop culture, Ugh. great. So stupid. It reframes the whole thing. It seems inaccessible to the common folk going to space and doing such a thing but when you see hey that guy's like my dad he's why are a, you dying on this hill he's a goofball <laughs> he's a goofball why do you love george clooney so much I, the same way you can't answer why he's famous i, I can't answer why i like him <laughs> but i i think those two come together that's why he's famous that's some <laughs> something that's that we can't touch it is kind of interesting those movies where the beginning of it is a tone that's being set and you're on the ride for that with that tone you're like oh without seeing maybe the without seeing the trailer right because then if you've watched the trailer then you know that there's going to be some explosions and drama but without that if you're watching it you're like oh what a fun little time we're having and then bam curveball I don't know what happens was it space debris or was it like a yeah, what's what fucks them up? I think it was some kind of space debris. If rogue I, satellite, I only saw it once, and I didn't really have a desire to see it again. You know what I tried to watch recently? This is totally off topic. Uh, was City Slickers, <laughs> and and oh boy, was it bad! I don't even know if I've ever seen City Slick. I saw the second one. I Me know. Me too. I, I've I, only seen. I think that my parents loved the first one. And then we watched the second one on like HBO with his brother, uh, uh, Morgan Fairchild. What's his name? John. Is it John? You're on your own with this one. You don't know his name? No. When do I know anyone's he was the name? Critic. Lovitz. Yes, John Lovitz. Thank you. <laughs> well, the the critic reference that. When do I know anyone's name? I'm the worst when it comes to names. Me too. I can't. Anyway. Type, I, I can't tell you celebrities' names. Like even the popular ones, their names slip my mind quite often, and I'm not doing it on purpose. Sometimes yeah. I do it on purpose because what an insult that is! What a what an insult when you tell a person who thinks that they're famous or they are famous that you don't know who they are. That's the best. That's the greatest <laughs> thing you can do to put them in their yeah. place. But <laughs> I don't watch movies. Oh, what are they going to say at that point? Oh. I don't know why. Who? Who? Anyway, City George, Slickers was so dumb. George it was Clooney. So full. All right, we're done with it. I'm not done with George, the intangible George Clooney. Ugh. Why is he famous? Because he's got that beautiful face. Yes, he, he is. He's handsome. Big deal. It gets plenty of the 90s. It gets plenty of people, plenty of places just being good looking. But he's got the added benefit of being a man because when he ages, well, and he's, he's charming as fuck. Like his his him always being that same character. At least that character is likable and seems it's like an understated charm, or maybe not understated, but like um a natural. It, it it's not. Yeah, it's too, seamless. It's very yeah. It comes very naturally. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. At the bar last night. Um, I was sitting with my friend and 
this guy who was known at the bar where we were. I didn't Does he call know. himself the George Clooney of the bar? No, but everybody called him daddy. Ew. Not like daddy. That's, that doesn't matter. Like, yeah, we're his kids. Like there was a joke about him That's being still dad. Disgusting. Like, dad. That's gross. Relieving dad. I don't like it, but okay. Okay, whatever. But and he kept he kept subtly trying to hit on me, like by not giving me any room where I'm sitting. You know, like continuously trying to push up next to me and then making jokes that I keep hitting him with my hair because I'm I have my like ponytail up or Yeah. You're invading his space. He invades huh? your space and then he makes the he joke. Did. You're I you're invading my space. He turns it on you. Well, yeah, and I kept like yeah, exactly. Why are and you then, so close um, to me? You're hitting me with your hair. Right. You must like, want you this know. dick. I think that's well, what I kept I continued to not give idiot. him anything. And I kept asking him like um to move over. Can you move over? Um did and he I get think, a, did he get offended? No, but he did seem to like stop having such a good time. Yeah, because he bruised his ego. And then there was this old man who was there and he was dancing with like some of the women that were there and he like asked to dance with me. I was like, no. And then he called you like, a bitch. Ah, come on, come dance with me. I was like, no, thanks. <laughs> and it was, it felt really good to not do something because I didn't want to instead of just doing it because it's like, ah, he's an old man. Who cares? It's like, no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> but it was also gross. He didn't turn on you at that point, though. Did he just accept your no and leave it at that? No, he did. And move he was on? fine. It was right. twice, though. I had to tell him no. I mean, that's nice, though, because quite often I feel like dudes expect you to say yes, even if, if they ask. That's it. Yeah. Your answer doesn't really matter at that point. If you do say no, then they're going to call you a bitch. They're going to insult you. They're going to call you fat and ugly. Yeah. He was an old man, like short and old. And he had, what are they called, like tzatzes or something? Those, like what the Jewish people wear around their belt or it's like their vest that has the strings. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that thing. He was wearing that. And my friend Susanna kept at, like pointing them out and talking to the people around us like, what are those? I was like, they're a religious thing. <laughs> she kept like grabbing them. I was like, don't touch them. <laughs> they're so weird. I Look know. at that fucking weirdo. She Look at those she's not familiar. things. I know, Plus but she was drunk. I feel as though it's like asking is one thing, but then like going around to the whole bar, which I know she didn't do, but in my mind, yeah, when yeah. you're telling the story, she went to every person in the bar, <laughs> interrupted conversation. Like, Look at that man in those ropes that are hanging. Let's point at him. What a weirdo. <laughs> and then he asks if she wants to dance. And she says no. And he says, you fucking pig. Yeah, you freak. Dude's string I, freak. It is absolutely insane. I'm sure you've experienced it some. It's like guys present themselves as these thoughtful, nice creatures. <laughs> like certain guys. And then the moment that you reject them, even if you're polite about it, you're like, oh, no, thanks. They just switch like immediately and start throwing the insults out. Yeah, I get it. It sucks to be rejected. It can it, it's embarrassing if you put yourself out there because maybe you were nervous to begin with and someone says mm -hmm. no. But it, like, it's yours. That's your responsibility at that point. Instead of right. throwing it back on the other person's like, you made me feel bad, so I'm gonna make you feel bad. You fucking smell, you whore. Well, they're children. 
they are, but it's like, behave. yeah, but it's like, it, it's not fair of uh, like a, a woman to be treated like that. I agree. It's like they made the choice to put themselves out there. So that was firmly in their court and there's a chance there's risk, a repercussion as you get rejected possibly. So no one forced that on you. You decided right. to do that. And then the moment you decided to do that and the other person didn't give you what you want, they didn't ask to be put in that situation. So for you to then make them feel bad, it's a yeah. shitty thing to do. There's a lot of times too, if you reject politely, then they push on and they almost force you to reject them harshly. Well, this and is this idea that like, you don't know, and right? It's like gaslighting. Yeah, there's this idea you don't know what you want. Yeah, you just don't know or you're playing hard to get. It's like, no, I know. I know exactly what I want. It's not you. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> Stay the fuck away. <laughs> if it were George Clooney, though, did you see Up in the Air? Man, what a vulnerable performance by George in that movie. Oh, was that where he was a flight attendant? No, he was a man who flew around the country firing other people. Um, his, his job was to. Uh, I did not care about that movie at all. That was, that was a pretty good movie. Yeah, it was pretty ridiculous in certain ways because he met that woman who also traveled a lot. And, right. Yeah. And it turns out he, he puts himself out there. He's been closed off for so long and he goes to find her at her house and she answers the door. But she's got a husband and kids. Oh, but, but which fine. Except for the fact she went to his sister's wedding, like went to do this very personal thing. And then she acted like he was an idiot for thinking it was something more. You thought this was something more than us just hooking up, you fucking moron. You almost destroyed my life. I have a family. Hey, how about you don't go to a man's sister's wedding in a remote location and visit his family and explore his past? <laughs> like they went to his childhood school or something. They did these things that are very bonding. Yeah, yeah. So that part didn't really work for me. Sure, it made Well, her it's just more opportunity for George Clooney to be... Uh charming and then also to be so sad well it's it's a setup it's a cheap setup if you want to do that so it hits harder because you know this man has a hard time opening up and then he is opening up by introducing her to his family and and running through his history fine but then doing it in a way that makes zero sense because that person probably wouldn't have gone in the first place if they had a family maybe they would have some people are psychopaths but more than likely they wouldn't have. So it just feels cheap. And it's like, okay, yeah, you did that to make me care about him more and realize that he was risking things. And then, and then it hits harder. Yeah. And cheap writing. It was cheap. I feel like there were other ways to do it. Maybe there weren't, maybe that's the problem. Maybe they were stuck. Maybe they should have rethought the whole script anyway. Maybe they were just like, Hey, this is a great way to do this. Let's just, <laughs> let's just do it. Who cares? So you had, I mean, a lot of movies do that. And I think that's why they get, bad reviews sometimes which is fair it's okay that was people are willing to suspend disbelief and you're allowed to have i think you bend the rules when you go into a movie some people maybe are allowing the rules to be bent more than others but you open yourself up and you accept the rules of the world the movie is putting forth you're mm -hmm. like okay these are the rules of this world those aren't the same rules of our world but i'm allowing this and then if within that world, they break their own rules or things yes. don't make sense within their own logic. Hey, fuck you. What is, come on. That's, that's where it it's falls too much apart. work for the audience. Well, it just doesn't make sense. It's it, it, in a weird way. It's like being betrayed on a low level. You don't carry mm -hmm. it with you, but like, Hey, I gave you the opportunity, uh, to 
I gave you my trust. I said, I'm going to allow you to do your thing. And I let go. And then you pulled this cheap, you pulled the rug out from under me. Yeah. That's everywhere in so many movies. And I think that's without realizing, even if you don't realize it, you can walk out of a movie not being able to enjoy it as much or not be able to understand it, you know, as much as you'd want to. And it's because it breaks its own rules or it sets you up for something and your brain gets comfortable with that. And then they, like you said, they kind of like betray that. Well, it's very hard to do it properly. So it's, so sure. everything fits. That's why movies that do do it well, I don't know if they deserve all the praise. Like it is a, it is a feat and it's a cool thing. And it took a lot of work from a lot of people. You know, does it deserve to be on such a pedestal in, in our world? I don't know. That's a different argument. But in the world of filmmaking, it's like, yeah. Art. It's an, a form of art. Yeah, it can be. It's also a form of money making. And it's also a form of garbage, which is also entertaining. <laughs> sure. In its own way. Anyway, City Sick Slicker sucked. And uh, that was your review. I didn't know that hello came from that movie. I think <laughs> That's Billy, his like catchphrase through the movie. I think Billy Crystal's somewhat overrated. I think that he was at, at this point in the 90s like that. It seems like he's a caricature of Billy Crystal. You know, like making little jokes. Habada, habada, habada. Always sounding the same. Whereas if you think about him in When Harry Met Sally, he was still Billy Crystal, but he was also like a normal human and not just like a quip machine. How many movies did he do that were actually good? <sighs> when Harry Met Sally. Forget Paris. Sucks. That was the absolute worst. Forget that movie. Forget him forever. Mr. Saturday was, Night. Do you like that? I don't think I've seen that. He's a funny comedian. I remember watching those Billy Crystal, Robin Williams, Whoopi Goldberg comedy aid, whatever. Uh, that's fair. But it just movie wise. Yeah. I don't know because he's he's there. He's hosted the Oscars a million times. It just it's how did you get here again? Oh, what about all of the voices like the Monsters, Inks? OK, but that's not really a Billy Crystal vehicle, I'd say. Yeah. My giant. I don't know what, what was the, my giant. I don't know, but the poster's got him standing next to a very tall man, a man who's probably <laughs> like eight feet tall. <laughs> analyze that and analyze this. There's two of those. There's that and this. <laughs> I didn't know That's either. That's hilarious. <laughs> anyway, what does this have to do with gravity? Nothing. It has zero um, to do. I know I set us on this path by talking about uh, the movie Gravity, but you just want to well, talk about... Well, you know what I did instead of watching the rest of City Slickers was I turned on... Oh my God, he was in Princess Bride and he was awesome. But again, not a Billy Crystal vehicle. No. No. To we, Blave. Yeah, we can give um, him that role. What's that? We can give him that role. Like, yeah. yeah, that was good, but throw mama from the train. You like that one? I have never really seen it. I've only seen parts of it. You don't have a cousin. It's the lady from Goonies, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. I was I'm gonna say I stopped watching City Slickers and I turned on My Blue Heaven. And I fucking love My Blue Heaven. I've seen it before. <laughs> I was trying to watch something I haven't seen. I don't know, stupid. But um Daniel Stern is also is in both movies. So I had like a little Daniel Stern movie night. 
Do you know who Daniel Stern is? I know who Daniel Stern is. Okay. What do you think? Well, I, you don't you don't know the name, so I thought maybe you weren't sure. I know Daniel Mom? Stern. What are you doing, Mom? I better know Daniel Stern, considering we did two episodes dedicated to Home Ooh. Alone. Did I get him? <laughs> That's my favorite part. All right, well. When he's going to kill that spider, he's like, <laughs> and you wanted to talk about a man who was stuck in a cave and died because gravity pulled blood to his lungs and head well i just thought it was interesting that somebody if you're upside down for too long like the gravity of you being upside down because you're upside down kills you because <clears throat> we evolved very specifically for the I gravity for the gravity of this planet in a certain position upright for us not upside right. down and then also, we were talking about outer space. The people in outer space have to do all this work to not turn into goo if they come back home. They still can't really avoid it. You right. have no resistance, so you can't work out your muscles. And if you're up well, there, well, don't they doing, put weighted things on them and then run on a treadmill or something? That doesn't even make sense to me because you still don't have weight. Doesn't mean anything. Oh fuck! You're right. <laughs> and anti gravity, zero gravity. <laughs> not anti gravity, zero gravity. Um, What's the difference? I don't know. Anti-gravity sounds like uh, anti-matter. I don't know if there's an actual anti-gravity, but it sounds like some mysterious hmm. state of being. I was like, that's anti-gravity. But I don't know if that's a real thing or not. Yeah, I don't either. So I just wanted to say zero gravity to hedge my statement. I'll that do makes a, more sense. I'll do a quick search. Anti-gravity. All right, it's, it's the same. Okay. So I was all right. Anti-gravity seems like you've removed the gravity, whereas zero gravity seems like there's just no gravity there. I'm just double checking, but yes, it seems to be the same. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. You put a thousand pound weight on a person. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Duh. Like, I feel like an idiot for saying that. Do they like strap themselves down? They must, there must be some contraption that keeps them on the machine. First of all, no, because they get weak. The one man who stayed in space for so long, he comes back to earth and he's very weak. Yes, but they have to do exercises while they're up there. You can get your heart pumping, I guess. No, no, they have a treadmill. Well, that's probably cardiovascular workouts. It's about their muscles. About I mean, their heart also, but it's because they have to keep their muscles strong and, they, and their bones shrink or some shit. But yeah, the, the, the guy that was up there for like a year or whatever, he, he has that twin brother. And man, I would be mad if I was the twin that didn't go because you know that... He has to like constantly get tested so that because they're trying to compare each other and see what's changed, what's different about them. And that poor guy who wasn't in space, now he's like every week having to go through, you know, some military style base to get to some buildings to get tested and poked and prodded. His DNA changed. Yeah, because of the radiation. He had a twin brother, and they don't match anymore. Right. The advanced resistive exercise device is an exercise device designed by NASA to allow for more intense workouts in zero gravity. It still doesn't say what it does. I don't see how you can... Muscles are built through resistance. And I don't know how you introduce resistance. Well, let's say, just for example, if you have an elastic, right? <clears throat> and you adhere that to your body and then you attach it to the floor and you make it tight, then you can build, you can increase resistance that way. Yeah, that's true. So that it, it works on that mechanism. 
because gravity is used as resistance on Earth with weights. Right. That's providing the resistance. So, yeah, having something where the resistance is built in instead. You need a resistance band. Yeah, like some kind of arm, hydraulic <laughs> arm that, that has. That you have to arm wrestle every day. I mean, think about that. If there was a hydraulic arm that was a fake arm, you arm wrestled and it required a certain amount of force to move. Yeah. yeah. So then, okay. And then the arm becomes sentient and then it turns on you. Just the arm. Just the arm. That's called. And it breaks. That's your gravity arm. too. <laughs> revenge. George Clooney's revenge. <laughs> yes. Uh, Sandra Bullock has become a minister down on Earth, and she talks about a higher being, and and people think she's crazy. Like, come on, get over yourself. You've taken this too far, Sandra. This is absolutely insane. Now. Wait, that's for real? No. I'm just saying in gravity uh, too, this is what happens. And then this uh, and then this arm comes from space yeah. and wreaks havoc on the planet. And then people think, oh, she's right. There is something that we don't understand, something bigger than us. Sometimes the arm helps. Like it's up there and it's doing good. You know, it's also arm wrestling people and getting their arms, keeping their muscles strong. But um, something happens and they don't know how to fix it. <clears throat> and the robot arm goes out of program and doop, 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 beep, like um r2d2 when he like opens up his little thing and like puts things inside of other things that's what the robot arm does and they're like wow robot arm what's going on but then also robot arm is killing people in space i like the idea you think of a scene in a movie where somebody is struggling with something and then an arm comes into the scene and <laughs> just an arm yeah, or maybe someone's like fallen on the ground uh -huh. and they need help getting up and an arm comes in into frame and like someone helps lift them up. You're like, oh, look at that. I'm picturing robot arm. I know, but that's yeah. what I'm saying. So okay. we use that type of right. setup where someone's on the ground and an arm comes in and like, oh, thank you. But then a robot arm turns on them and strangles them. <gasps> that's right. And like maybe that same person is in trouble again. And they're like, robot arm. And then robot arm comes and the person who's in trouble thinks that robot arm's going to help them. And then robot arm chokes them out. And then the, the computer that controls robot arm is in space. So Sandra Bullock has to go back to space despite right. the fact that she said she would she never go to space. She's only one. She's been up there. She knows what it's like. And ultimately what happens is while she's up there trying to disable the computer that controls robot arm, robot arm obviously comes up and there's a big fight and George Clooney floats by. His dead body, his corpse from space. He's frozen. And she grabs it and his arm breaks off and she uses <gasps> that to beat ah! the robot arm. Awesome. You know how she escapes Earth's gravity? You know how she goes up to space? She just straps a bunch of fire extinguishers around her waist and points them all down. Hey. Sets them off. That makes sense. I was reading about, uh, I had this idea that with climate change and sea level rising it's like why don't we just put like a giant straw into space because if it's connected to the ocean and then it's up in space that'll act as a vacuum and it'll pull the water out we can do that as needed and get rid of some of the water and just launch it into space but it turns out that wouldn't work and it makes sense why but air well, pressure there too, there's too much gravity holding water in yeah i mean it, it, there's gravity and there's pressure um, drinking through a straw, like you're changing the pressure and the pressure pushing down on the liquid when you're sucking in changes within the straw, which allows it to shoot up through the straw. 
And people have made the point that the length straw we drink out of, that's great. That works perfectly. But if you put a drink on the ground and a straw up at the top of the Empire State Building and tried to drink through that straw, there'd be no way you can do it because at some point <laughs> the pressures balance out. Like you could get the liquid to go up into the straw some. Right. Yeah. But at that point, it would require too much pressure or lack of pressure, a difference in pressure for it to go any higher. So therefore, my theory of getting rid of excess water wouldn't work, which is we a need shame. Mega Maid from Spaceballs <laughs> with her giant vacuum. She was just stealing atmosphere, though, right? Or everything. I guess she air. sucked up. She was, she was stealing the air. Yeah, but trees got sucked up. Yeah, and like the tops of mountains. And things. <laughs> <laughs> but I was hoping that would work. I had the I had Very the, air. I had the solve, but mm. nope. It's a good start. What if we just got a lot of straws? It wouldn't work. It's impossible. It just can't happen. Yeah. It can't happen. Excess water. What if we just drill a hole down and so the water has a place to go and fills that space why don't we extinguish the core of the earth we put so much water down well you wouldn't drink well you wouldn't you couldn't go that far well and this why wouldn't it might be we? helpful maybe like you know what you should do oh my god we should be drilling like big holes like make gigantic deep lakes near volcanoes <gasps> around volcanoes so like when they go off Instead of rolling lava into like the town, it just rolls into the yes, moat. Yes, a, a volcano moat. I think. Uh, yeah. I think we've exhausted our hypothetical. I mean, you make a little trail. I, I, I think from wherever the there's too much water. I think down to the lake. We're pushing, and we've exhausted our allocation of hypothetical, asinine, insane. You can use gravity. Hypothetical. Look, with the robot arm and, and volcano moats, we're done for this episode. No more. All right. This. You know what? I think that robot arm eventually learns that humans are. I'm done. That humans need our help. Need his help. Need its help. <laughs> the birds. Are there birds? <laughs> this is our audience is hung up. <laughs> That's a good sound effect. I feel like I'm surprised more people didn't use it. With the call? Yeah, it serves the same purpose as like crickets or something. It's just a little spin on it, an updated version. Well, an outdated, updated version because nobody hears that anymore. <laughs> I know. You know what I missed that? <laughs> people don't hear this anymore. There's going to be a whole group of people who have no clue. Dial tone? What's that? <laughs> You can hear because it's coming out of my phone. I was just holding the phone up to the microphone. You can hear the, you can hear my phone hit it at the very beginning, hit the microphone. <laughs> you hear oh, it? Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Oops. That's like that thing during the weather um, on the radio where that person sniffs. Do you know that? <laughs> no. During the like, bam, 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 or like during the weather sounder. I remember the weather channel, severe weather alerts. Those are pretty frightening. What'd that sound like? Uh, it was a scary sound. I missed the weather channel. Hold on, before I go there, <clears throat> listen to uh, the music while, you know, Christina Edwards is talking about the weather and there's a... Oh, I do think... Okay, I know what you're talking about. On WSB, I thought this was yeah. like some national weather alert thing. Oh, no, no, no. This, it's been there for years and years. Anyway, uh, Why is the sniff channel, there? Why don't they get rid of the sniff? I don't know. Er, uh, not er, uh, Jared's, I talked to him about it once. He was like, oh my God, I know. 
He said, I, I pointed it out to uh, Pete and whoever, and they didn't. Uh, they didn't care. Just somebody sniffed while they were putting it, like recording it from one end to another, I think. And they didn't realize their mic was on. But anyway, the point is, I want to talk about the Weather Channel and how much I miss. God, I would. This has nothing to do with gravity. And it, I don't care. Talk about the, the man. Talk about. And now, your local forecast. Accurate, up-to-date weather information for your neighborhood. Only on the Weather Channel. Sunday, April 7th, 1996. Atlantic City, 36 degrees, cloudy. Philadelphia, 37 degrees, light rain. Wilmington, 38 degrees, cloudy. I want to see the map so we can know what was going on in Atlanta. Tonight, cloudy with a chance of a flurry or sprinkle. Man, back when it used to snow in April. The world has changed. Because of gravity. I would sometimes turn on the Weather Channel just to take a nap. I hear stories from the old timers who live in the Northeast. They they talk about when they're kids, there was harsh winters with big snowstorms constantly. Now there's nothing. It's 80 degrees in February. That's not true. It's not 80 degrees. It was. It was 80 degrees in one February a couple years ago. That was a freak accident, though. Now we're in Donkey Kong country. Just give me the national forecast and you can talk about how you would sleep. To the weather channel yeah oh, until the severe nice. weather thing popped up well do you remember how the music would change if the weather was bad it would sound like a little bit more ominous yeah they had to set the mood and the tone you can't have upbeat music when a tornado is bearing down and i swear there was one time when they were playing something from the album i wish uh, sorry wish you were here from pink floyd as the background music and I freaked out and I loved it so much. There's a there's an advertisement, scrolling advertisement, text only at the bottom. Michael Whitman wants to buy old jewelry, watches, clocks, sterling, European silver, old paintings, pens, music boxes, pens. antique furniture, <laughs> Chinese and Japanese porcelain. Tell me the phone number. Oriental rugs. Quilts, old wow. lamps, boxes, old lamp. tea, tea caddies. If you're <laughs> the formatting is all off, sometimes there's uh, commas separating the different items. Sometimes yeah. there's not. Sometimes there's a comma in the wrong place. The the period after this is three spaces after the last letter. Is there a phone number? If you have anything old to sell, call 215-646-8636. I don't know where that's going to go. I don't advise anyone to prank phone call. But again, that number. If you have any of these items to call, call Michael. Michael Whitman. Tell him that you saw his advertisement on the Weather Channel. 215-646-8639. Best rates in Philadelphia. I oh, guarantee it. Rates. All right. They're not giving us the, the national... I tried to call this number. It's not, nothing's happening. Yeah, maybe it's done. I'm not even getting the doo-doo-doo. The man lost his business. Do I have to put a one in front of it? No. No, I don't think you would have to. Look, it's an old number. You probably, maybe he'd. But somebody has it. 
Eh, that's what you think. That old 215, that's like the 404 of Philadelphia. It's hard to get oh, these days. It says uh, Ambler, PA. It was landlines. And I bet a lot of those landlines, like they didn't assign mm-hmm. it. You can get it on cell. You can, like I have a 212 cell number, but it's still not handed out. For whatever reason, the old landlines. In Atlanta, I know they did that with cells, but Atlanta didn't have that many people at one point. You got a cell phone, they gave you the 404. I think that in Loganville, we were 770. I was, you know, where I lived too, my landline was 770. I remember really? before. That's so far away from you, where. You think Loganville is any closer to Atlanta than Kennesaw was? No, it's just surprising that maybe, <clears throat> I guess I'm thinking of, excuse me. Hold on. Sorry. Um, I guess I was thinking that of, of the Atlanta that it is now thinking that there would need to be more area codes. There was even, there wasn't even an area code when I first moved there. Our number was just, Oh, that's right. There wasn't. That's why I can't hardly remember if it was seven, seven or not. It was just four, two, two, five. I'm not going to say the rest. Someone still has that number, I guess. Mine was nine, seven, two, four. That's what it sounded like when you dialed it. I remember, <laughs> I remember. Mine's, I know all my cousins' old houses numbers. <laughs> what the nice fuck does this have to do with a man in a cave dying of gravity? Life, people living their lives. See, fun. You wanted to tell a story. You wanted to talk about this man. This man. You started it by talking about movies. Gravity. I was trying to set up the topic. Gravity. I mean, if we're talking about movies, remember Superman 2 and that stupid kid is at Niagara Falls on the other side of the railing? I don't think I... Which one was that? Was that the one where the, the bad guys came back from that triangle? Yes. But... Okay. But there's a kid in Niagara Falls. His parents are these bumbling idiots. His dad's fumbling with a map and his mom's <laughs> shoving cotton can- candy into her mouth. And the kid's like, Mom, Mom, look. Hey, look at me. Look at me. And the mom's like, uh-huh. Yeah, cool, honey. And the kid's on the other side of the railing doing this thing where like he's got one hand on and he takes that hand off and quickly puts the other hand on grabs onto the railing uh and he's if he if he slips he falls into niagara falls yeah and meanwhile standing right next to them you have lois lane and clark kent and lois lane's just taking pictures with her camera of the food stand and clark is like why aren't you taking pictures of the falls and she's like "Eh, nothing impresses me after you've seen superman up close (laughs) and and uh then superman goes to get her a hot dog and orange juice and then the kid falls obviously and then superman shows up and saves him this is this is where she starts to put it together because she's a real sleuth a real good reporter that uh clark kent superman never around at the same time oh that he kind of looks like superman without those glasses but then he does a hot dog and orange juice yeah i know freshly squeezed orange juice ew what a horrible combo that That gives me like acid reflux (laughs) it was her demand and then, uh, then they're in this weird hotel room that has like a pink bear rug. I don't know how I remember all of this. And he trips, and his hand goes into the fire, and she realizes he doesn't, he hasn't been burned. Oh, before that, before that, because she's trying to prove that he's Superman, and he won't admit it. She says Superman would never let me die, so she jumps into like the rushing river. Damn, she's like real confident that he's Superman. <laughs> and then he's so determined not to reveal his identity that he doesn't save her. And she just luckily kind of floats off to the side and he jumps in as Clark Kent tripping and falling and pulls Riping. her out. Yeah. 
So, so that is insane in its own right. And then he trips, he falls in the fire, his hand gets burned. She realizes it's him. He admits it. But then I, he does something to erase her memory, which is what does he spin the earth around or something? That's when he brings her back to life after she gets right, crushed. She's by She's buried, which yeah. I loved that scene when she's getting like buried by all that dirt. So, so I don't remember how he erases her memory, but she doesn't let it go. So even the Lois Lane who's had her memory erased is still on with this. Okay. Uh, she's like, you're Superman. I know it. So she pulls Does the he, same like, bonker on the head. Well, she, <laughs> she pulls the same fucking stunt where she says, Superman would never let me die. And she jumps out the building of the, what's the paper they work for? I can't remember the daily bugles, Spider-Man, right? Herald? I, can't, I can't remember. Whatever the paper they work for. Okay. Uh, she jumps out of the top floor building. I don't know if they're the top, but she's high enough up. And then he rushes down and blows from the ground to fall, keep her falling. From <laughs> so this ties into gravity. He slows the okay. He slows the force of gravity with his his breath, <laughs> and so she's falling a little more slowly. And then he shoots some lasers out and opens an awning. Whatever t- tie is lasers. Holding, yeah, whatever tie is holding the awning back. He shoots its his lasers. It unfurls. Does then he have he, laser eyes? Yeah, he can shoot lasers out of his eyes. I thought eyes. he could just see through stuff. I didn't think he had laser eyes. No, he has eyes. laser eyes. He certainly has Not laser eyes. Not in the first eyes. one. He has laser eyes. Maybe he learned. Okay. He continued to evolve. I guess he also can erase memories, so. He can turn back time. So, uh, sure. different. He used his flying skills to... It wouldn't have turned back time just because the earth rotates the other way. But <laughs> So, the awning unfurls. Then he slows her down a bit more with his breath. She hits the awning, bounces onto a fruit cart and humiliated, covered in watermelon and apples and stuff. And he moves so quickly, though, that by the time she knows what happened, Clark's leaning out of the window up in the sky. He says, Lois, he really doesn't want her to know. And then at some point she says, I realize my mistake. I risked my life, not yours. And she pulls out a gun and she she shoots him (laughs) because she's so confident that that he's Superman. And so she shoots him and he's like, he's like, what if I weren't Superman? He admits it. And he's like, what if? And then she admits it was a blank. So she didn't really shoot him. And she, wow, she thank fooled you for this him. Recap. What about Zod or whatever? What did yeah, they I don't, to? I don't Who cares? The, the, the interesting part. I don't remember the Zod stuff. I like this part of the movie. Also, why wouldn't he have erased her mind again? If he could have done that. I guess he's like, this bitch will not stop. And yeah, she won't let up. Even if I fucking... <laughs> erase her goddamn brain also the kid going back to niagara falls when he falls it's the longest fucking fall in the world (laughs) does he fall for like 10 minutes yeah he falls i mean in the in the whole scene probably for a minute but still that's really long (laughs) because you would fall in a matter of (laughs) 10 seconds it'd be over and then and then he has maybe his sister died and so he has a death wish (laughs) well the last thing on this when it's over and Superman catches him and saves him and brings the kid back up, he says, again, again, instead of being fucking traumatized and changed for the rest of his life, he acted like it was some little ride and he wanted yeah, to go for the, again. Yeah, that's for the audience. So, oh. <laughs> so we don't have to see his like thousand yard stare on an eight year old. So there you go. Gravity tied in a bit there. So this man in a cave, he went spelunking and he got caught. And I mean, this yeah, is, he was only like 20, 
23 or 25. He's really young. And this is an older story, I know, but what a horrible, scary thing. Not that old, but I think it was like 2012. I watched a video of a guy going through like a tight space spelunking with a GoPro on a stick so he could hold it out a bit. Yeah. And he's like, I have to exhale here else I can't fit through. I'm like, my right. God, why does anyone want to do this? What a horrible, one of the things, I'll let you set the rest of the story up, but just thinking about sometimes here in New York, most of the buildings on blocks are connected. There's no space in between, but every once in a while, there's a little space in between. Just enough where you could kind of fall in, and if you mm-hmm. fell head first, you tripped off of a roof, you'd get stuck and you just hang there. Ugh. Uh, yeah. And what Is a, it really that tight? Yeah, sometimes. Wow. And I, I think about that being one of the worst things in the world. And then people purposefully putting themselves in situations like it's really tight, but I'm going to squeeze through. Fuck. Yeah, well, part of part of this guy's issue was that there was this. Well, he he turned the wrong direction. There's there's two sections. Mm. One is called the birth canal, mm. which a lot of people can traverse. It's still difficult, but people can do it. But he accidentally turned the wrong direct direction and went into this space um, called like silly putty canal or something. <laughs> anyway, he goes in and part of it, um, he, he realizes that he might be in the wrong place, but he sees ahead of him that there's this little lip and it looks like an opening. So he goes through the little lip, but he has to, yeah, like you said, exhale or, you know, to compress his lungs to get through, you know, to get through this little spot. And it turns out it's just it's an opening that's just straight down and ends. So there was no way he couldn't go forward and then he couldn't go backwards because he was upside down. And then he couldn't get because of the way he was hanging there. You could, he, he couldn't bend his legs you know, like even if even if someone was behind him, let's say the people that were trying to get him out, trying to pull him up and but they couldn't like get his legs to bend that direction. And then they couldn't get his like torso through that hole back through that hole. So then, you know, he's just like his his lungs are pooling with liquid and his heart is having difficulty. Um, I hate this. He's he's down there for hours and like day two days, maybe. Um, I think at one point, oh my God, this is the worst part is that at one point they pulled him out enough where they could see his face and they talked to him and he was like, I want to get that. I just really want to get out of here. And then the pulley system, because of this rock, like who knows what kind of rock this is. It's not like solid, solid. It was loose enough where the bolt came loose and it all failed and he fell back in Mm. into the position that was like the worst Mm. position (laughs) it was horrible it is horrible yeah what an awful and you've days to think about it and you're just there i think i they couldn't give him something injected in them and just kill him well they kept trying to solve it they kept thinking like well if we break away the rock around him and they were doing that but then a lot of because of gravity the rock that they were breaking away was falling down onto him (laughs) i like that (laughs) this is what inspired gravity You're like I'm this man like oh yeah the gravity is i know it comes into play it's just kind of a stretch 
Yeah, I know. <laughs> you just want to talk about this horrific story. And no, I, it wasn't that. I, I just thought, listen, everything that we talk about is born out of something that we've done or seen or thought about. I know. It's like improv now. Give us a word. We're not going to end anywhere near it, but that's fine. I don't really care about I had about a good that. time during the show. I don't know about you. Well, the way we're ending it, I've read this before, and like it really, it just, I can't even articulate how it makes me feel. It's just gross, awful. 28 hours. And he just eventually, I mean, what killed him eventually? Well, I think that his heart stopped. So he was talking to his wife on a... Oh, my God. On a... on a. This is... Walkie-talkie. Yeah, this is terrible. Yeah, it is terrible. You should look it up. John Jones. I have looked it up. I think I've, I've read about this, but just yeah. hearing about it again. Just being stuck, yeah, having those conversations, having that much time. Well, he was in and out at the end. And she told him, like, why don't you just rest and then you can try again after you rest and then he died. Which is what happens. You're you you're given permission to die a lot of times when you're in those situations. Well, there's so much die. stress too on your body and on your mind. I just But died. you know, when you're in those moments, you're not I mean, there's there's part of the time when you realize and you you are scared. And then once you realize or at some point your brain doesn't let you feel it or experience it anymore even so being trapped mm -hmm. not being able did to you move. watch 127 hours no it was really interesting what is that one that's the one where he got caught in the his arm got caught in the cave thing. oh yeah and he had to saw it off yeah no I knew all about that story beforehand <clears throat> and was fascinated by it and then that movie came out and it was really good. I really liked it. Well, I wasn't like really good. Just like, oh, wow. It's interesting. I think I already saw that movie. It was uh, the Franco. one with Nicolas Cage, the 9-11 movie. What? There was a I, there was a 9-11 movie with Nicolas Cage where he was one of the firefighters in the building. Or it was a cop. I forget really? which. Really? And it collapsed. It was based on the true story. A couple of guys landed in a spot where like they were covered in rubble and couldn't move but they were alive and eventually rescued but they were just buried under all the oh, i don't know this story at all so it was similar in a lot of the movie like there was more going on i didn't see the movie with the guy at the arm so maybe there was more to that one too than just him well you're just with the climber the entire time yeah so that's a little different than this one it's another really, movie, though, watch where, it. it's interesting. where you're acting alone, like Sandra Bullock and, and Gravity. Where was his George Clooney? This cave thing, though, I can't. I don't know why people go in those positions even for fun. And I'm not by any means saying he put himself there, so too bad. Like, I know that I just don't understand why people enjoy it. I yeah. don't see what is fun about it. I, I don't either. I got through it. I squeezed through. I don't. There's zero appeal. Well, the brother, his brother and him were egging each other on to get into like harder and harder spots in the cave. No, thanks. So that brother should go be an astronaut. I just saw a video and this is probably somewhat old at this point too, but I came across it. A guy was on a boat that sunk. It capsized, sank. Maybe 11 people in the crew or 12 counting him. Everyone else died. They sent divers down to look for the bodies 
And as they're exploring the ship, they come to this area where there's an <gasps> air pocket. Yes, I've seen that. Yeah, and the guy's there, but and it freaks the diver out. He's like, ah. <laughs> yeah, because I think he reaches out and touches him. Yeah. But think about when before the divers are there, complete darkness. Ugh. You can't see a thing. Your eyes aren't going to adjust because there's zero light. There's just no light coming in. And he was at like the, they said that 60 hours is probably the maximum of air that he had. And he was right there at the end. Uh, But I get, I mean, again, you think about how do you get through that? You just kind of hang out until you die, I guess. So that's how you get through it. It just happens. Well, the guys that, uh, you know, that ate their people when they crashed in the Andes. Yeah. I forget what those football people. Anyway, they said one of their thoughts, some of their thoughts were like, do I die quickly or slowly? (laughs) You know, at that, I mean, it's like survive, die quickly or die slowly. And it's a hard, everything seems difficult. Yeah, of course. Impossible. I can't imagine. They were there for like 72 days. I cannot imagine. I also was reading about just diving in general, which makes sense, but I never thought about that. Your body freaks out when you go deep underwater and you can breathe, like it still doesn't want to breathe and it can really go into panic mode. I feel that way. Just using a snorkel. Yeah. A snorkel. Right? Is, like, <laughs> it's weird at first. It is weird. And this, it makes total sense, but I never thought about it before. Uh, but so even this guy, once they found him getting him out, like it could have been a very difficult thing. But I think at that point, You've been through so much. You're like, oh, what the fuck? That's not going to. Well, survival. Know. It's all about survival. I mean, it's an important part of your brain. Apparently went home, though, back to his country. And I forget which one it was. Um, but they were they were saying that he made a deal with the devil and black magic. And he was shunned by some people Ugh, for surviving. Stupid ass cultures. Yeah. Like, I'm how, sorry. That is fucking stupid. Why did you survive? Why is everyone else dead? And then I'm just, sure he already had that feeling. I would have moved. I was like, fuck you. I'm out yeah, of here. Fuck this world. I'm out, out of here. Yeah, absolutely. That's, I'm sorry. Cultural, like you're supposed to be sensitive to all cultures. That is fucking stupid. Well, my culture turns on me. Then I, I don't care. Like a lot of times people like I don't I leave and I leave all the stuff I know and I'm used to like, yeah, that stuff turned on me and <laughs> labeled me <laughs> and the dude who made a deal with the devil. And it's like, all right, fuck you. Yeah assholes it is insane it is absolutely insane anyway um okay so we'll see what you weigh on other planets to wrap up this show because gravity is different on other planets as you know oh i'm not gonna tell you tell me your weight come on no i'm good tell me your weight no all right i'll do mine i'm 195 pounds which sounds fat but it's not i weighed myself (gasps) that doesn't sound fat under 200 doesn't seem fat at all 200 is a lot. But that, also you have strong, you have stone bones. That, that BMI chart says I should weigh 170. Well, that BMI chart is from the fucking 30s. But yes. You can kiss my ass. I have dense bones, which is a real thing. People say I'm big boned and people make fun of that. But it's also apparently a real thing. I weigh 195 and I'm not fat. And I I've lost five pounds because I used to be 200. So on Mercury, I would weigh 73.7 pounds. On Venus, I would weigh 176. On the moon, I'd weigh 32 pounds. On Mars, I'd weigh 73 pounds. On Jupiter, I weigh 492.9 pounds. (laughs) 
Oh, it just I'm, goes to show you how stupid this number is. On Saturn, I'd weigh 207.4 pounds. On Uranus, <laughs> 173.3 pounds. Neptune, 219.3 pounds. Oh, so Uranus and Venus have the same, like 170? They have the same gravity? What'd you say? Uranus and Venus have the same, have similar gravities? Yeah, I guess so. It's interesting, right? Yeah, that's weird. Since the last, actually, I'd weigh less on Uranus. But only by like a little bit. By three pounds. Yeah, that's wild. But for the, the size differences, that is interesting. Maybe what about a moon of that. Jupiter? Oh, I can tell you that. Europa, I'd weigh 26 pounds. On Pluto, I'd weigh 13 pounds. Cute. On Io, I'd weigh 35.79 pounds. On the Sun, I'd <laughs> weigh 5,279 pounds. <laughs> on a neutron star... Which is, Ooh. or a white, let's do white dwarf like first. Like 20,000 pounds? Yeah, white dwarf, so a sun that has f- collapsed on itself. Yeah. Uh, I don't even, I can't even tell you, there's so many zeros. Yeah. Two, five, two, five, three, five, zero, 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 zero pounds. And then on a neutron star, it would be two, seven, three, zero, 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 zero pounds. Wow. Yeah. Fat ass. Yes. What a fat ass. Anyway, that's, uh, I don't have the music pulled up. Do we just end it? Thanks everybody for listening. Tell your friends about our show. Tell them you like it. Why would you tell your weight? What does it matter? What is get more people? What's the fear to telling your weight? People are going to judge you. Yes, because I don't have a huge problem with it. Like um, society does. Yeah, I feel strong. I feel good. I like my body's cool. I don't care. It's more like there's still a lot of stigma attached to a number. So yeah, fucking society. Dudes want to dance. If it was a bunch of women you. listening, I would tell them it's fine. Yeah, but that's see, you're giving guys too much power. Fuck them. I'm not. Don't. I understand, and I'm not trying to get you to tell. I just am exploring the reason you won't. Fuck those dudes. Yeah, I agree. Those guys are fat themselves. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's different. Okay. Yeah, you're not supposed to change. Women are supposed to be young and hairless and beautiful forever. Yeah, I can get fucking fat. Unless I'm George Clooney and I still look great. Yeah, uh, what did you... All right, like, uh, yeah, do, uh, do all the things. Hoffandpepper.com. One topic, 15, 15% off. Okay, bye.